Welcome to the new series of Grazia Life Advice. I'm Rhiannon Evans. I'm back from maternity leave and ready to bring you some incredible guests full of great advice. But before we carry on, I have to say a huge thank you to Lottie who held the mic presenting the show while I was away. I absolutely loved listening to her episodes and I'm sure you did too. This time we're with a British comedian who invites us along to her dates on YouTube. Hello, I'm Amelia de Moldenberg and I'm the creator of the YouTube series Chicken Shop Date, amongst other things, and I'm this week's guest on Grazia's Life Advice. Amelia tells us about starting Chicken Shop Date in a youth club and how it became hugely successful. When people say this, <laughs> like, I feel like you're meant to say, no, oh my gosh, it really took me by surprise. But I actually always had <laughs> high hopes for it. Yeah. I just always believed in, in the format. We chat about her interview with Louis Theroux. And if you've not seen the remix of his rap online yet, I really recommend you look it up as soon as you've listened to this podcast. I had been trying to get him on the show for years. And then what happened subsequently with the Jiggle Jiggle and just <laughs> me, you know, reinventing Louis Theroux's career single-handedly. And finally, how Amelia's unimpressed face, which is now a big part of her career, hasn't always worked to her benefit. And then I actually did end up getting fired from that job. <laughs> Basically, I was secret shopped and I got the worst secret shopper rating that they've ever had. All of that plus locking down a date with Andrew Garfield, dealing with criticism and fainting surrounded by disco pants. I hope you enjoy our chat. Hi, Amelia. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, super excited to speak to you in the office. There was a lot of excitement when I said it was you who's going to be on the podcast this week. Really? Do you get that all the time? Yeah, do you get uh, all the time people like chasing you, excited to see you? Yeah, you know what? I have done recently and it still does like not shock me, but I'm always pleasantly surprised really to know that um, mm. that people are excited to see me. <laughs> so that's great. I'm pleased. Well, we're really excited to have you here today. I, however, am a little bit nervous because when you interviewed Louis Theroux, mm. he said to you, good question, mm. at least twice. Mm. And so, like, you're a top drawer interviewer, so it's always scary interviewing someone who's at that level. Oh, wow. I mean, that is true. He did say that's what you want from an, uh, when you're doing an interview is for someone to say, great question. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, I'll definitely be saying that to you today. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, I wasn't. That sounds like I was fishing for compliments now. This has gone terribly already. Sorry. No, no, I love I love it. Fish away. Okay, great. Perfect. So we're recording this at the end of 2022. I think we're going to be coming out in 2023. What are your hopes for 2023? Is it just all Andrew Garfield based or wow. are there other ambitions? <laughs> I need to secure the Andrew Garfield date. Like, mm. I, I, it's definitely going to happen because he said... Mm. He said it was going to happen. He said whenever, really, didn't he? We all he said, saw. He said whenever. So I'm going to lock that one down, secure the mm. date, uh, 2023, mm -hmm. for sure. He said mm. when he's next promoting a film. So I just need to figure out, someone needs to just cast him in a film, which I'm sure is just happening every second. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to be doing in 2023. And uh, I want to be spending more time in America. I just love it over there. Um, mm. just get me to Hollywood Andrew's there as well we can just be hanging out yeah well okay so I think what we have to do we have to manifest it don't we you've said it now you've put it out there yeah manifesting it see the thing with manifesting is I'm still getting to terms of manifesting because mm. I don't know how much I believe I, I, <laughs> I believe in manifesting I do believe in manifesting but I, for me the definition of manifesting is 
is like being determined, really believing in yourself and being determined mm. with a plan or a vision. But then actually you are the person that makes make it happen with, mm. al- along with other people rather than it just magically happening because you said it to yourself before you went to sleep. That's my yeah. version of manifesting. So I'm going to make sure the Andrew Garfield date happens by sheer yeah. force <laughs> of me <laughs> being incredibly persistent and annoying (laughs) yeah well you're almost there I can't wait till that happens let's move swiftly on to your pieces of advice we've got six pieces of good advice and one piece of worst advice so can you please tell me what your first piece of good advice is okay so I just like to preface this by saying that I actually don't think I should be giving life advice (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just feel like life advice should come maybe from from people that have, are like much older and have lived more life than I me. Mean, can I reassure you, Anne Marie's one of Anne Marie's piece of advice was don't open bottles of Blue Wicked with your teeth. So, oh, uh, see now I've, okay. I've just gone this down this sincere route, and I should have just done like random <laughs> stuff like don't think you can eat forty chicken nuggets in one sitting because you can only do four because I've got such okay. a small stomach um (laughs) okay so yeah that's what i'm just like to say my first piece of life advice is to have creative control as much as you can in what you're doing because that has really served me very well and i think it's the only reason why i've got to where i am is because i've been very adamant or strict in not compromising my integrity um and i mean that in like however small that might be to begin with like um, having something that's yours that you own whether that's just you know your own set of interests outside your job or an Instagram page that you have that you just share pictures of nice meals you've had I don't know whatever that whatever it is it it doesn't have to be a big thing it doesn't have to be oh start your own brand but just Mm -hmm. something that you feel like is yours I think that's so powerful uh to and and can grow into something um that maybe then makes you money or just makes you feel happier yeah so you started chicken shop day as a as a written a written feature right it was so I started chicken shop day when I was around 17 I went to a youth club in northwest London the Stowe Centre and we made Mm. a magazine and it was called The Cut and it was a youth run Mm. publication so you just have to be under 21 and you could write about whatever you wanted and it was just the most amazing place ever and I owe everything to that magazine and Nina Mm. and Endy who started it and the friends I made from it but yeah that's how I started Chicken Shop Day was writing in that magazine it was a column. Yeah and so could you ever have predicted where it would go? Um when people say this like I feel like you're meant to say no oh my gosh it really took me by surprise but I actually always had high hopes for it I just always believed in in the format and I always thought that it was a brilliant idea and that it was needed and it was like an interesting take on music journalism and really a fun way to do an interview and to get to know more about your favorite artists but I didn't predict, obviously, the journey and the way it's happened and uh, the amount of time it's taken. You know, I started Chicken Shop Date nearly 10 years ago. 
for it mm. to be popular. So that I would predicted of how it came to be. But I always thought it, that people would like it. And I've just been spending these years trying to get people to see what I see in it. Yeah, I mean, I asked the question because I wanted a genuine answer. And I think sometimes you do. You Sometimes you sit and you're like, wait a second, this is a good idea. But I think it's that stage of actually you you went and did it. Lots of people sit there having good ideas, don't they? And you've obviously worked at it too. Yeah, I know. I just sometimes I think, you know, if I... If I'd have had that idea now, would I have been as confident to just go and do it? I think there was just something about the environment of the cut magazine and just feeling like you don't have anything to lose. And so Mm. (laughs) you might as well do it and being supported and feeling like, yeah, just try it. Just be creative and just do, do whatever just pops into your head. And I think that I'm so grateful for that environment that um, I was allowed to just be express my self (laughs) and date (laughs) (laughs) and have lots of nice dates yeah absolutely I we probably get asked all the time do you have a favorite was there a best date I actually don't kind of rank my exes they're all equal in my eyes Mm. I don't Mm. have a favorite but I mean the Louis Theroux episode this year was just incredible because of everything that happened even just the fact that I got to interview Louis Theroux who's one of my heroes Grew up watching mm. all of his documentaries, studied his style and tone, and I model of my own style of him. And to interview him and for him to agree to do it, and the first time to I met him to be on my own show was just incredible. And I've been been trying, I had been trying to get him on the show for years. Uh, and then what happened subsequently with the Jiggle Jiggle and just <laughs> me, you know reinventing Louis Theroux's career single-handedly it's just um (laughs) it's just been amazing and now I now I get to see him quite a bit through that and it's just I don't know it's just really that's something I never would have expected Mm. your second piece of advice is to practice self-care which for you is about your skincare routine exactly so I think skincare is just such a brilliant way to practice self-care because it's kind of one of well for me anyway it's one of those only moments where you're not looking at a screen you're not talking to anyone you're not on your phone you're just in your bathroom or in your room or wherever you do your skincare and you're washing your face you're getting ready for the day or you're getting ready for bed and it's just a moment that you have with yourself where you're looking after yourself and you're just making yourself feel good and refreshed good skin makes you feel so good and i i know that in those moments where you feel like your skin isn't at its best or your skin is drier than usual it can really affect your mood and how you feel about yourself because that's how you're presenting to everyone you know through your Mm. skin and so taking care of it and you know figuring out what products work for you I use Olay and they've got such a great range of different products for all different kinds of skin And the vitamin C is probably my favorite just because I love the smell of it. Then the new hyaluronic is so good because it's like a gel and the the feel of it across your skin is great. And it just makes you feel like you're ready to put on whatever makeup you want or just go out without anything because it brightens your skin too. So yeah, skincare is really important for me. Yeah. And you work with Olay now. I mean, did you think that would be something coming your way that you would be kind of, you know, on the front of adverts talking about skincare no actually I never really that's the one thing I didn't think think about and I'm someone that's very like I've always been like meticulously thinking about (laughs) what I'm doing at all times and like Mm. plan forward planning and whatever but yeah I think that 
um, to be, to have my own advert in, in the sense that like I'm the only person in it <laughs> and yeah. it's all of these people have turned up for me and we and I'm just there in this incredible like studio with the most amazing set and these giant pots of Ole and I'm talking about how much I love the brand and yeah I never really thought thought that would happen but I'm so happy that it has because I just I love the adverts so much and I really believe in the product so I, I never do anything unless I'm a like a fan of the product because people can really see when you're like not actually yeah. a fan of something so yeah um, I never thought it would happen but I'm happy it has. Yeah now you did say you've been working on Chicken Shop Date for 10 years and your third piece of advice is to take your time finding the one. So, you know, you have, you have taken that Yeah, thanks heart. for reminding me. <laughs> date, I mean, you know, but do take your time. Take me through the piece of advice and, and what that means to you. My dating life is essentially chicken shop date as well. Like, I literally, the only dates I go on are on chicken shop date ones. <laughs> um, but I think that I've always been a big believer in never settling. And it's just mm. not within my nature to do anything for the sake of it. Or if it doesn't feel right, you know, just to go along with something. I have to be really fully on board. It has to really resonate. I have to connect with someone. And I actually find it, I I connect with people all the time, like in interviews. And I have so many friends and everything. But I think to really fall in love with somebody, I don't fall in love very easily. So for me, it's all about, yeah, taking time. And, and just that also means that, being single is okay you know like it's okay to be single I'm single for like 90% of my life so I think if you're somebody that hasn't met that person yet or if you're still searching then my advice would be that that's okay because there's so many other things you can fill your life with so much Mm. more love than romantic love that exists in your life bell hooks I don't know if you've ever read um, all about love by bell hooks it's one of my favorite books and Bell Hooks is just the most incredible writer, revolutionary mm. thinker and the fact that she chose to write uh, a book a book on love because of how important she felt love was and how it's rarely, rarely taken seriously as like an academic subject. Um, and she says, you know, in the book, romantic love, it, I'm paraphrasing, a romantic love isn't more important than any other types of love that you have in your life. So whether that's love with your friends, love with your family, um, love for your community. All these kinds of love are all valid and they're all should be seen as equal. So I, I always think that when I'm feeling hard on myself for being like, oh my God, I don't have any romance in my life or I'm not in love with a boy, I'm missing out. And actually I've got so much love around me in so many other ways and that's great. So yeah. focus on that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm very lucky that my career is going really well and I've got amazing friends and that's all good. So you can't have it all. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the show is huge now and it is, you know, the idea is based around the chicken shop date. But were you prepared for now that you're the celebrity that people were going to be interested in your, you know, real life love life? Has that been a strange shift? Well, I think because the sh- because I have a dating show, I think that the lines are so blurred. So actually what people are interested in is is the show specifically rather mm. than my actual dating life. And, you know, I I think that that's the that's what I 
sort of talk about and focus on the most is is what's happening in the show and it's real to me yeah (laughs) all right we'll be back with more from amelia after this we're still here with amelia and we've got half of our good advice still to go so let's crack on what's your fourth piece of good advice so my fourth piece of good advice i hope is to lean on your friends and collaborate as much as possible use your network in a sense because that's sort of again what I've done and what I continue to do is to collaborate with first yeah my friends and I mean my first collaboration was again from all the people that I met at the cut magazine all the other young people um, who were there and meeting them and working together with them whether that was uh, getting someone who was there to take the photos of when I would go on the chicken shop dates originally and write them up. Or then I met um, a really close collaborator of mine, Marvin, who was at the magazine, but he, as his day job, was a video editor. Like his first job was a video editor. So when we decided to turn chicken shop dates from a written column into a YouTube series, he just said, oh, I can edit them for you. And then he was working at an agency at the time and his friend Bruno was like, well, I can film them. And then it just sort of happened like naturally through meeting mm-hmm. people. And so I always say to people who haven't who have an idea and they're feeling, oh, I have no idea how to, you know, get take how to get this off the ground. And I always say, well, look around you and your friends, like your friends are always willing to help you, good friends anyway. And they may have um, you know equipment interests or skills that you never knew they had or wanted to learn and so yeah I think when you're starting out looking around and seeing what your friends can do to help you is a great way to start something and then yeah collaboration is key like no one does anything on their own and I certainly don't and so yeah leaning on other people when you're feeling like you need help is the best piece of advice because you can't be an expert at everything and I always say that to myself like I'm always wanting to work with people that know more than me and there's that thing that you know you should never be the smartest person in the room and I'm always (laughs) trying I'm always trying not to be (laughs) it's really hard though (laughs) when you're so smart um but yeah I think you can't I'm not an expert at everything and I love meeting people that know more about me in certain areas and working with them and like making something the best it can be and hearing other opinions collaboration Mm. is key and you can collaborate in all aspects of life not just work yeah absolutely it kind of links to your fifth piece of advice which is to stay passionate so why do you think that's important and how have you harnessed that yeah staying passionate is just one of my like things I always try and do because I hope that in my work and in my life it shows that I've got so many interests and I'm passionate about life and all the and music and all of the people that I'm meeting and I'm just such a I'm a fan girl like through and through that's essentially what is at the core of all my work is just being a fan of all these different people and I think being passionate about what you do is the only way that you can carry on and you know wait get up in during the day and and if you're not passionate about your day job which I know so many people are not that passionate that's kind of goes back to my first piece of advice which is Okay, if your job isn't the the thing that's fulfilling you, and you know you just need, um, you just need it to make money to live your life. Fair, completely fair enough. Is there something else that outside that 
you could do, whether that's your relationships, your family, your, I don't know, do you like gardening? Just something that makes you feel like happy because I think everyone deserves to be happy. So yeah, I think passion for me is something that really um, keeps me going. And to find passion, I think, is sometimes challenging when you're working so much. Um, but again, because I'm always meeting new people and pitching new ideas, I find that as a great way to stay passionate. It's just by constantly thinking of new ideas and pushing things forward. And like, I've got an idea. Let's figure out a way to make it happen. Like, I'm passionate about this. Let's do it and persevere and carry on until someone says yes. Yeah. And as you say, your career is expanding outside of chicken shop definitely isn't it you've done documentaries you recently did the red carpeting the Andrew Garfield instant we were just talking about shouldn't call an instant sorry a a great meet cute you know what what else are you hoping to do like where do you see things going for you I just want to continue to making people laugh and entertaining people and continue to like be a voice within pop culture and create exciting moments with your favorite artists your favorite actors that's what I love doing and uh, and then aside from that, I'm writing a script at the moment. Oh, um, I'd cool. love, I'd love to. That's what I really want to do. Like in the future, is write and direct TV mm-hmm. or films. I wrote, a sh- I did a short film a few years ago, just before um, the pandemic, and I loved it. And I and I wasn't in it at all. I just sim- like just directed it and wrote it, and I loved like the thing, just like not being about me. I think that mm. everything I do is just. I'm at the center of and I think as I grow and uh, what I want to do in the future is just for things not to be centered around me and so that's me directing or writing something or also growing my production company Dim's Inc to be creating content for other people that's definitely where what I see the future being is um, not about me Not a lot of people have that ambition. So I think that's great. Um, Your final piece of good advice, I mean, it's one that always, always is important, is to listen. How have you found that important? It's vital and essential to be listening to other people and other people's opinions and other people's perspectives that aren't your own because how can you exist in a world with so many other people uh, who think different way, in a different way, who have different life experience? And if you want to be somebody that's, you know, speaking to a large audience I think you have to take other people's opinions on board and especially mm-hmm. like other people's perspectives and so that's kind of what I always try and do and I do that through people I meet putting myself in different situations reading listening to different perspectives different communities like all different like things and I I love it it just makes me feel like <laughs> a human <laughs> it makes me feel yeah. like like I can you know experience the world in the best way that I can you have faced some kind of controversies and backlashes across your career is it important then to listen to criticism as well and see where that's coming from I know you have spoken previously about that and you've you've always kind of tackled criticisms and and spoken about them yeah I think that like whatever like criticism is leveled against you you should you know take it on board listen to what people have to say even if you don't agree with it like it's Mm. important to kind of get to the nub of what people are trying to say and just use that to better yourself to have more a greater understanding of something and to be moving forward to be moving forward like the worst thing you can do is just ignore things but Mm -hmm. then it gets to a point where you're like okay you you need to take it 
trolling or like cr- negative criticism like you I don't really think you should lean into that too much or like read like horrible comments about yourself like I don't think you should do that but like balanced criticism like definitely or like different perspectives 100% you should and I mm. always do that I'm always trying to you know do the do the best that I can and learn and and improve <laughs> always yeah some of the ways that we can improve is to <laughs> look back at where we maybe shouldn't have taken advice or things have gone wrong for us so we always ask people to pass on the worst advice they've been given so talk about yours okay so the worst advice and this is kind of specifically for me um specifically <laughs> is to n- never work on a hangover and with no sleep or like actually do anything like don't actually do anything with a hangover because I just cannot I just can't I can't do it like I'm not <laughs> built for it and I I wish I was and I'm actually so envious of people that can get up and go when they're hungover because I am like vomiting like the whole day <laughs> and it's tragic really so right that's my worst advice is you can you can do it don't worry like you can stay out and you can be out until 6am and then like do something the next day like no you can't Mm-mm. have you ever had that like there must be an extent you're thinking about did you ever try and do it and it just didn't work out oh my god there's so many instances I used to work at American Apparel like that was my first job and I was like a like a shop like a on the shop floor and I would be hung over every single every single time I was working and I remember like collapse like collapsing in the back room like with loads of disco pants like do you remember disco pants like falling on top of me because I was like so faint and hung over and then I actually did end up getting fired from that job because um basically I was secret shopped you know, like with a secret shopper. Oh, yeah. And I got the worst secret shopper rating that they've ever had. <laughs> um, so I just I actually was I worked in retail for so long, but yeah, that was the end that was the end of it. That was the what was it? The straw that broke the camel's back was was yeah. the secret shopper. I need a bit more I need a bit more information. Do you remember the shopper in particular? Or were you just were you like, Oh, I don't know which one I was rude to today actually? Well, because they're secret, I actually don't know who it was. But I, right. but, but the feedback was that I just, which is just so, I, of course, this would be the feedback, was that I looked generally unimpressed <laughs> the entire time. And right. like that my facial expressions were not pleasant and that oh, I right. seemed uninterested, which I actually think I've really brought forward in my my what I do currently <laughs> with <Yeah>. my show <laughs> so it's good to know that I've stayed true to who I am and that now that that my unimpressed face is actually working for me yeah exactly well that's a great way to end things <laughs> unimpressed face working for you you can make anything work for you even the worst secret shopper rating exactly ever. there we go thank you so much for joining us today Amelia thank you thank you so much for having me This has been Grazia Life Advice. Thank you so much for being with us. If you know someone who's worked hungover in retail, they probably need Amelia's words of wisdom in their lives. So please share this episode with them. Word of mouth really, really helps us reach new listeners. Take care. Bye for now.